Welcome to the Morning After Podcast, a Freedom Center Church podcast. All right, cool. Well, welcome to another episode of Morning After Podcast. Pastor Josh here with you as always with Pastor Jim this morning. How Good are you doing? morning, everybody out there. And then we have our special guest uh, who spoke yesterday, Pastor Adam. How are you doing this I'm morning? I'm swell. Are Good. you actually a guest? It doesn't seem like you're a guest. It He's got to like be a guest. Well, He's been on one, other, alumni, one of maybe, our other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think alumni sounds alumni. awesome. Yes, alumni. Like he's like Jim Harbaugh coming back to coach Michigan. He is. Uh, he, I know, he, and but he failed miser- miserably. Not, so. Yeah, so, I think I think you're Boshan Becker, be but he's yeah. dead. He's dead. So. Yeah, we have a lot in common besides that. Yeah, uh, those who stay will be champions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, well, this is a good start that we're uh, yeah. we're doing. Um, so yesterday, Pastor Adam got to speak to the congregation. Um, awesome message. Before we get into it, I. I think what people want to hear is just uh, what we didn't have time for because there was baby dedications and videos that needed to be played and things like that. Uh, it already seemed like you were rushed. Um, do you guys have a countdown clock at your church in Idaho? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. It How seemed long are your like services, though? Are they hour and a half. half. Yeah, hour and a half. Difference. Yeah, we try to shoot for an hour. We're normally about an hour 20, but... Um. <laughs> hour and five. Hour and ten. It depends on what week it is. I mean, I was timing last week. Right, but. yeah. But um, I I just think people that listen to the podcast just want to hear more about how your church is is doing. Like, I don't think people got to hear that um, three years ago you were at 90 or whatever, and now you guys are. No, that wasn't the number of people. That was the average age of the person. Right, right, right. right. So so just tell tell the listeners kind of uh, more about your church and just kind of the it seems like radical growth that you guys have been experiencing. Yeah. When it comes to attendance, we have experienced um, some explosive growth for us anyways. <laughs> sure. You know, I, it's kind of a new territory for us, so we're trying to just steward that well. You yeah. Know? So we've just been in the building um, two years, but three summers. So to give everyone an idea, um, we were mobile for – three years and it was pretty hard Sunday nights moving in different areas and buildings and it was hard to gain any momentum but we would see some spurts of growth Mm -hmm. Um, but since we got the building finished and moved into it 2017 this time last year roughly 80 in between 80 and you know 95 people and then or that was 2017 rather and then last year 2018 summer was 170 between 170 and 190 yeah and then this year um when i was in town i don't know what the numbers have been since i've been gone but two weeks ago we were in the 429 um so our low of june i think was 372 you know 379 or something father's day by any chance yes it was Men, yes. knock that off. Okay, good. we've talked about this. But we have, I, yeah. yeah. But uh, it was, um, it was a good month. June was a good month, and attendance-wise, sure. so a lot of cool miracles happening. I yeah. shared one with Pastor yeah. Jim about um, meeting with a student after first service a few weeks ago, who said that he was contemplating suicide that week and came for the first time on our on a Sunday and just said. Um, this was for him, you know, in tears and it was just really good. And I told him, I look forward to seeing him again. 
Yeah. Won't be here next week. Oh, oh man. Well, that's Sorry. okay. No, that's just... all right. He won't be here next week. <laughs> oh, you're talking about at, at our church yesterday. No, this was no, no. two weeks ago. Oh, gotcha. When I, yeah, Before when I knew you were I was coming. Yeah. I see, I see. Okay. So that was just a cool story. Yeah. Different healings of cancer, which I know is a big deal. Yeah. Um, a lot of big deal stories. Salvation happening not because we're giving an altar call, but because people just, you preach the gospel and people just want to know Jesus, you know? And right. So a lot of cool stuff. I mean, that's all happening within awesome. the growth. and Yeah. So cool. So... He's he's never gonna toot his own horn. Yeah. Um, you've you've been to their church yeah. recently, and I think you you and Dina try to get up there at least a couple times a year, essentially. Yeah. How have you maybe seen it change since the yeah, beginning? It's funny, up, I, you up know, until if now. you see your grandkids twice a year, you say, "Wow, you've gotten so big." Yeah, you know, the person that's there every day feeding them doesn't realize how much they've grown because they see them grow in micro amounts over over time. But I, yeah, it, it's it's funny. It's not just numerical growth. There's a Oh, vibes the wrong word. There's an atmosphere. There's a there's a there's an emotion. There's a an expression that's grown along with it. I, yeah. It was never awkward. You know, it was it was beautiful when it was uh, smaller, um, but it's fuller. You know, it hasn't lost its beauty. It's become more powerful and more beautiful uh, at the same time. I think having that place too, where there's so much life and so much energy and so many kids and you know so much excellence all in one place i can see why the church is growing you know so i yeah but i watching what's been nice is you, there, there's some people when you first got there i think the average age was 75 85 years old mm -hmm. so we realized that seven years later you know some of those people are going to be gone it's been seven years almost seven years yeah, yeah that's i've crazy. done actually quite a few funerals yeah even within that first year that we arrived there in yeah. 2013 so, so. You, you realize those faces you know won't, won't be no, nobody's facing me around forever but sure. I, I this may be the last time but then you think about the people that you know we've done like a marriage uh getaway with you guys you know with your people and stuff and done leadership training what i love about it is i'm seeing the same faces and they're growing i'm seeing the same families and they're getting healthy i'm seeing the yeah. same you know that that's a unique thing that a healthy atmosphere forces people to choose whether or not they're going to become healthy or leave or criticize or mm -hmm. try to form tumorous growths you know little pockets of unhealthy and I, yeah. I think there's one thing i can say you know about awaken is it's it's a healthy anointed atmosphere you have to choose not to get healthy otherwise you're just going to you have to choose not to get delivered otherwise you're just going to yeah. you know choose yeah. not wow. to get saved or you're going to be saved it's heaven coming to earth you know and and yeah and a great expression. Yeah. Cool. Well, a question for both of you that uh, we actually get asked um, quite a bit, people that are uh, intending on planting churches that haven't planted yet. I know that you, you Pastor Jim, are um, you work with people in the Michigan district that are wanting to plant churches. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a fun question to kind of ask Adam, but uh, as a lead pastor, things that are different than when you were working under a lead pastor like i think <laughs> yeah. obviously that's been a new season of your life the last couple of years like mm -hmm. uh things maybe that you didn't expect pastor jim's just sitting with his hands behind his head like waiting for the answer because he's been doing well, it for I, forever i think i've shared with pastor many times the challenges that i didn't expect you know yeah being, um a senior pastor can you share any of those or are those um, private moments with, with no that? i'm not <laughs> using foul language <laughs> i thought you said you could cuss when you became a senior pastor <laughs> you should probably edit that out yeah no no i said um, you will cuss i didn't say you're supposed to <laughs> sure. no. um yeah no i think 
the weight and the responsibility. Um, I mean, you always feel a weight and responsibility in ministry. It doesn't matter what position you're in, but it's a different weight and responsibility. And I don't think, <clears throat> I definitely don't think it's for everyone, yeah. you know, and God didn't intend it to be for everyone. Right. That's why all gifts are so valuable and important. But I do feel like um, you, what I didn't realize was the, um, I guess the expansion of love you have for people, hmm. you know, um, like I love people, but I didn't realize that when you step into the position, you like, you want, not only do you want to see people succeed, but you want to do everything you can to see them succeed. And sometimes you have to realize you're not Jesus, right? You know, the savior. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're not supposed to be that person. Sure. Because then it becomes about you. And so I know for me, it's been the tension of wanting to see people succeed, grow, um, and knowing when as a dad, a spiritual dad, you know, and just with my own kids, but a spiritual dad to just, I'm going to let Hudson fall, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm letting him take those steps and it's, it's important, you know? So, I mean, that was a challenge of just the, the, God complex, the savior complex sure. rather, not the God, not like ruling, but more of just trying to save everyone or help everyone. And that's just unhealthy, you know, so. I think too, the, the problems, right? Every problem in a church, you know, when you were our young adult pastor or our youth pastor or the children's pastor, all the, all the positions you had, <laughs> that department, the problems, the people, the budgets, the, the health of the people you're ministering to, that was your responsibility. But when you become the pastor, there's just no way to, to be – like every problem now is your problem. The simple problems are dealt with before they get to your desk. So the only problems that you deal with every day are the really difficult, weighty, yeah. financial personality. You, you know, know I, I remember telling you before I left that I didn't want your job. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And that's what I have. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't realize the the stretching and the – pulling I guess until like even being here you know I'll have 15 texts and we had a young man who um was just a he was like the little buddy he passed away and I was here mm-hmm. and a little kid 12 years old um and they were in and out of the church but still when we were mobile like we he was like the church loved this kid and I yeah. love this kid and so to get a text um that he had passed away um, to get a text of, hey, this person's going to surgery. Another text of, hey, we're not going to have water Sunday um, uh, for our sprinklers or for the building if we don't make this decision. And then having board meetings. And then, hey, this financial thing came up. Hey, when are you going to come back? It's just kind of like this whole, yeah, ah, you know. Sure. Well, those are things as a pastor on on staff, but not being the senior pastor that I, I personally never hear about right you guys are both in that position where it comes to your desk um those decisions are made they're way above my pay grade right so and i think maybe those are things that you don't realize until you are that i I think you could make the same decisions that everybody makes and you'd do an excellent job at it Mm -hmm. the thing is you don't have to right you know and that that's like i would say stay stay in the grace um 
uh, of your role as long as you can until there's no more grace for it. You, know, you yeah. have to move forward. You have to move backwards. You have to move sideways. Right. Yeah, you and, guys aren't doing a good job of selling that. I think I'm going to stay right where I, yeah. right where I am well, for I, a long I think time. About, you know, when, when you were single, you went where you want. You did what you wanted to do. Your money was your money. Your time was your time. And you got yeah. married. You, you gave that up, mm-hmm. and, and you died to that to be someone's husband. And it's better. And then you had a baby, and you died to it at another level. And now you're having another baby at another level. So I, yeah. I think in the same way God's giving you a grace and a joy to be both a husband and a father. Yeah. And it gives grace to be a, a senior pastor or a Cub Scout leader. I mean, if you don't yeah. have the grace to do what you're doing, you should not be doing it. God is right. yeah, never going to help you do your imitation of something you want to be that he didn't call you to be. Yeah. So it, it would be cruel to give you grace to do something he didn't create you to do. He's right. not cruel. So, yeah. But I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I think I'd be a great associate pastor now because of having been a senior pastor for, you know, 20 some years. But sure. I, but I, I think that uh, it'd be because of that perspective. I recognize mm-hmm. what you're carrying. I'm grateful that I don't have to you know, how can I carry as much of that for you as I can? But I, I love being, and you love, right, being a, being a senior pastor. It's not like I'd never go back to, I, I would if God yeah. called me. There's no, it wasn't a promotion. It was just a shift. It well, wasn't a demotion. It was just totally. a new season. And know? I think, and uh, just to add to that, something that I have told Pastor multiple times is that I'm grateful for what he did and led through. Because you don't realize it until sure. you're in it, yeah. and it's like the first time you have a kid, yeah. you don't really realize. <laughs> you don't. You, you don't realize how much your parents love you until you have a kid of your <laughs> totally. own. Totally, and you're yes. an expert parent until you have your first child. <laughs> I, if anything, I try to tell Pastor and Dina how much I appreciate um, because I see it, right. you know. And I remember doing that to my mom when I was in college. Uh, coming home and I was commuting after work and school I'd come home and go directly into her bedroom and she was in there usually reading the Bible or praying mm-hmm. and I would just say to mom just start talking to her and I would tell her at times I'm just so grateful that like that you you've raised us and I get to come home to it like I started then yeah. appreciating the clothes on my back and the mm-hmm. because that's when you start to realize oh this is a big deal like I'm a grown-up right you know and sure. there's responsibility and there's grace and I think it's healthy to honor, um, especially honor now, because I didn't realize or know how to, because I didn't understand um, in the position that I'm in, um, just honoring this house. And yeah. I'm just grateful. So Awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's talk about yesterday then. Um, Pastor Jim, how did yeah. you think yesterday I, went? It, it it exceeded my expectations and it went exactly where I, I hoped it would. And that is that I, I think Pastor Adam has a, a great perspective on on what it means to be God's son. Yeah. And, and the mind being that specific place where it all falls apart or it all comes together. Yep. So I, I think if, if you have a life message, if there is such a thing, this is your life message, you know, th- that's the one that I would hope for. So when right. you said, you know, Romans 8 and Romans 12, I'm like, well, it's going to be a good day no matter who's preaching. Those are great chapters. <laughs> yeah. But then as you just expounded on it and those power statements, it really I, – I stood at the doors. I, I didn't make it back to the foyerway as quickly as I should have. So I, I snuck out the fire exit, went around to the front door. People I don't know I, yeah. that, that attend this church, I assume, you know, on a regular basis, like, Pastor – Man, that was such a great message. We need to have him back. I yep. one one lady, she must have been about seventy. She said, "I got it. Like for the first time in my life, I think I've mm. got it." I'm like, "I yeah. I hope it's contagious." You know, so yep. there's a, there's a gift there. I think some people talk you through a process 
because they've been through a process. They can they can tell you where to put your foot next. And other people just read the Bible and they go, and that means da da da. And you're like, okay, so I can't experience it through your knowledge. I can only yeah. experience it through your experience. Right. So I think you know your your father passed away when you were 15, maybe. 16, yeah. And there's there's this theory that from you know he loved you. He was a good father. Mm-hmm. Your your mother, as you already talked about, you know, tight relationship, good mother. But I, it seemed like in the absence of your dad during those formative 16, 17, 18, 19 year old, that God just took that that role in your life. And I think you you looked at him differently than the average 16 year old because you needed sure. him to be a father to the fatherless in some ways. I definitely agree that that's that was huge. Like. I think God did take, for sure, took that role. But I also think um, this house helped in that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Different leaders. Yeah. Um, I think my dad opened the door for me to not always suspect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, but to, right. to, to, to <laughs> one, give people the benefit of the doubt, but learn from people. Yeah. And I mean, you were one of those people. Um, you know, Pastor Jay was one of those people. Yeah. Uh, leaders in the church, just different men, you know, Jesse Moutre, all the yeah. patriarchs and matriarchs and old arcs. You know? <laughs> the arcs I, I mean, the just, covenant. yeah, the arcs of the, the house. Um, <laughs> just multiple people, though, brothers, older brothers and sisters. But I, I think God, he was definitely father, but I think he did that through people like right. you and other people in my life. And, and so I was just grateful for that. But yeah, no, I, I do have, I feel like God, that my dad gave me a, a unique perspective of God yeah. the Father. Yeah. And, um, and it's only unique because, uh, because of culture, you know, because of the culture is just broken around us. Yeah. Um, but, so yeah. here, here's my question for you, because I, I think you do have a message. I do think it's important. I do think it's not what you know, it's who you are. So mm-hmm. my question to you is, when are you going to write your book? I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's so hard. Like, I just saw some. I mean, you've got like a, he's got a little kid, you know, like (laughs) all of his free time. (laughs) So he's already going to be up in the middle of the night. Why not write? You know, sure. Yeah, I do. Well, you know how like I have this book that I wrote and it's a family book Mm -hmm. and it's for parents to read to their children. I just need to publish it. Yeah, but it's been edited. It's actually I paid someone to illustrate it because there's oh, illustrations. Wow. Yeah, um, I just need to move forward with it and stop thinking, man, is this an ugly baby? Because if it's an ugly baby, I don't want to take a picture of it. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things. I don't know if it's, but when it comes to what you're talking about, yeah, you know, I I haven't thought about writing all those things down, and yeah, I just you know, I mean, it's just a lot of work. I, right, it doesn't yeah. have to be, but yeah. it. I, it seems like a lot of work, but it really, it doesn't, as long as yeah. it's on your list, you, you progress yeah. it. If I were to give you an ax and say every morning I want you to go out and, and hit, the, hit the biggest tree in the forest with that ax seven times, every day, every day, every day, no, no matter what, you know two things. Eventually, you know, that tree's going to fall. You don't know when, but you know that, you know, you're going back in tomorrow and you know eventually that tree's going to fall. And that'd be my advice to you is I think there's something in you that, and what a beautiful place to to get it out is between a you know telling a bedtime story, telling a you know yeah. you're a parent, right? Don't yeah. you want? I know what the book's about. I want my I want my grandson sure. to have that read to him by sure. his father. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's probably better than uh, so send it five, to us. five little monkeys. Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you if, the, if it's if it's ugly so or if not. If it's ugly or not, yes. You know? Right. Cool. Yeah. Pastor Jim's a wordsmith. He, he always gets really good word pictures. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Something else that I thought was awesome about yesterday was. Um, 
there were a ton of people in service, yeah. both services. Uh, first service is normally full, but it seemed yeah. even more full than normal. I don't know if that's because uh, you brought 40 family members with you yesterday or uh, it was baby dedication. Uh, Sunday, ba- baby so dedication. That, I think there was a that's reunion. Was. That I mean, there's people, this happens every time we have somebody that, that used to be at the church and then comes back. There's yeah. people that come out of the woodwork that you're like, I haven't seen you in 10 years. And yeah. then all of a sudden you showed up. Chris Bear being one of those people. Yeah. It's like, I haven't seen you in forever. And then yeah, people that live in Texas, you know, <laughs> just happened to have been here at the same time. Right. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, it's crazy. So uh, I just thought that that was really cool. I told Adam after first service, I said, there's probably not going to be anybody here second service because first, I just assumed everybody came to first yeah. service. Yeah. <laughs> um, but second service was just as full as, as you first You know, I thought was. second service was off the chains like i <laughs> felt like it was i felt like yeah in a good way i, I felt right. like it was like kind of like this slow kind of like the wave the tide coming in it's yeah. just like this slow process and it did feel just uh it just felt like we we're kind of moving somewhere but yeah. not as quickly as we'd like to sure and i just thought um man people were going for it at the end and yeah um just really engaged more so than even I think first, but I think yeah. I know for me, I was just distracted by time. Second right. service. I thought the message was better because I actually went through my notes. And right. Well, and there's nothing else that we have, like there's no time constraint. So necessarily like right. we want to hit a number, but pastor's not even in the room anymore. And yeah. there's a certain I'll kind explain of explain that. I didn't leave. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I left, but it was right. I was so offended. By yeah. The first, by the first service. <laughs> No, it was my, yeah. my stepmother's funeral yesterday, so I, I left yeah. uh, just as the second service was starting. Right, yeah. Um, but anyways, it was incredible. Um, I'm curious your thoughts, Adam. Uh, you guys just went to multiple services a little uh-huh. while ago. Do you feel any different preaching that? I For the very first time in, I think, January or February, I got to preach on Sunday. Um, and I've always done the one service. I've never done the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, crazy how challenging that second one is do you, would you would you agree with that yes would you say it's okay are there things that you're like i wish i would have said this first service and oh thank god i have a second service that i can come back and say these things um sometimes yeah they go I, in completely different directions where sometimes serv- yeah i don't think it's always the same i don't there is no formula be. of yeah. of mistakes with first or second right it's I know how I feel afterwards. Yeah. It's pretty exhausted. I'm like exhausted. Sure. I will say that here though, I was really tired, but not as tired. And I think part of it is because you guys have a culture of, um, of so many people just, um, honoring everyone. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many times people ask me if I was hungry. Right. And mm-hmm. usually in between services, because our services are not spread out like here at the freedom center, but yeah. it's, um, I eat a granola bar and a water back home right. and have like two minutes. You right. know? So, yeah, time to start again. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. And I'm like, oh, Brooke was like making an observation. She's like, you should eat between. You'd probably feel better. Right. So I feel like I was more focused yeah. probably because I had food in my stomach and I had a moment to just unwind, chill out right. for a moment. Yeah. You know. Well, so. I know we've started doing that a couple of years ago because pastor would literally say like second service, you, the room would start spinning because you're so hungry. Yeah. Like you haven't eaten anything yeah. and it's not a bagel. It's like something with protein in it and like good high quality during worship i remember going is this is this god or am i passing out (laughs) (laughs) am i getting slain in the spirit am i just dying (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think something that is cool too is um when you used to come back because you've been gone seven seven years when you used to come back yeah it would be um it's like a big reunion and in some ways it still is 
but there's a ton of people that come to our church that have no idea who you are now. Like it's been yeah, that I don't know who time. They are either. Right. Yeah. yeah. You walk into the lobby and first service, you still see people that have been here for, yeah. they'll, they'll, they were here before pastor Jim was, they'll be here after pastor Jim leaves. They've, it's just who they are. Um, yeah. but it's just, it's cool that there are a ton of new people that are coming to the church that have no idea. It's not just like the same people over and over again. There's a lot of new people that are coming. Sure. Into I think there's great the health building. in the fact that there's people here that have been here forever and that really partner with pastor's vision. And yeah. So yeah, seeing them because I was here too with them. Right. It's really awesome. It does feel like a family right. reunion, but that's one out of 10 now, probably people. I would, that you look yeah. at and you're like, I would I say that's true. Yeah. First service, right. not so much, but yeah. Second service more, maybe one right. out of 20. Sometimes it's funny. <laughs> I'll like see you talking to somebody and you don't know who they are. And I'm like, man, they've been in our church for a long time and you have no idea who they I are. I don't, just been, but some of them remember. It doesn't feel like it's been seven years. Some of, a lot of people I've met, they came when I was leaving. Right. They're like, yeah, I remember you leading worship, and it was like your send-off service. Like, you don't, wouldn't believe yeah. how many people I've talked to this that that was their first Sunday. Right. And uh, I was like, oh, well, hey, you know, it's sure. So they've been here a season. Yeah. And it's just I've been gone that whole season. Right. But yeah. Well, that's awesome. Um, we love it whenever you get to come back. So yeah, I love it. Too. I think it's great. It's going to be a new summer tradition, right? He comes back once once I a summer. I have no problem at all with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For it. I, right. I think we should just. I think a trip is so expensive and so arduous, so hard on the family that he should just move here once. Right. That would say here. that seems like. Yeah, then, I've then, heard property is really expensive in Idaho. It it's is. a lot cheaper in Michigan. So hot it there too. But it's <laughs> dry heat though. They don't have the humidity. Yeah, but I the can't bugs. breathe here though. <laughs> they don't have any fireflies. We have fireflies. We have the Great Lakes. What do they have? Just a bunch of mountains and rivers and stuff. True. You know, <laughs> so snow sand. like nine months out of the year. Sand. Yeah. All right. Treasure well, Valley. We just have a couple minutes left. Um, Pastor, if you just want to yeah. give us a preview of what's going to be happening Man, next I, you Sunday. Know, I, think, I think two of the most challenging back-to-back theological chapters in all of Romans is chapter 9 and 10. Yeah. And that's who we're getting into because it looks like what Paul's saying is you don't really stand a chance from birth. God's decided whether or not you're going to be you know, going to heaven or hell. And, yeah. But you have to weigh it against all of Scripture right. and all of Romans, which would yeah. say that's not the case, you know? So we're going to look at really the utter importance of faith. That really kind of butts up to what you talked about Sunday, and that is just it's performance has a place. You know what I mean? But it's it comes it comes out of something that you trust, someone that you, that you believe. So, you know what I mean? It doesn't... Mm-hmm. To, what the Jews did wrong is they took the law and they said, okay, the law is what's most important. And God's like, the law was supposed to lead you to my heart. It right. was supposed to lead you to perfection. Right. And you miss my heart and you focused on my words. Like, there, my room is clean, so we're good. It's like, you never sit on my lap. <laughs> you never you never yeah. let me read you a story. Well, you read us a story and we've cleaned our room and so we're good, right? It's like, well, first, your room's not really clean. You know, second of all, it wasn't it wasn't about getting you to do your chores. It was about getting you to my heart. Yeah. And you missed it. So we're going to talk about how before the law, uh, Abraham had a relationship with God that was built on trust and the importance of that that trust regardless of circumstance. And, man, there's a, the word sufferings used a lot in those chapters and uh, just the ability to trust God through everything. That That is our salvation is trusting the Savior. It's it's nothing else. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. Trusting the Savior yeah. is the formula for salvation. So we're going to get into you know, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, Lord will be saved. But what does that mean? You know, does that mean I said a prayer, I'm cool? Or I, w- I was born to be saved or born to be damned? Like it's, 
we, we have to be careful in our theology in chapters 9 and 10. So we're yeah. going to take a little time getting in some minutia and get everybody ready for their final exams. You know, Awesome. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't have a place to go to church next Sunday, we would love to see you at Freedom Center Church in Fenton, Michigan. Um, 9 and 11.30, Pastor Jim's going to be preaching. It's going to be an awesome time to um, just come together as a family. So we would love to see you then. Uh, until then, have a great week, and we will talk to you again next week. Music